Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's 9.30 in 716. Thursday morning, February 16th. And bring you the news. We're having a couple of problems, if you can't tell right now. Is Brian with us this morning? Hey, Brian, you there? I, I am here. Ooh, it's great to hear you. <laughs> And uh, good to hear you too. And I I know that I'm uh, I'm I'm over here in the North Tonawanda studio. And Jim told me that uh, over here is we're the only one who can uh, bring you part of the news, at least for right now. Yeah, so I don't know why that's happening of all days. But um, we'll get started. Cloudy outside, 37 degrees. What a beautiful day yesterday. A uh, little bit of rain expected in the forecast for later on today and if you missed it yesterday wben was on throughout the day bringing you the major story life without the possibility of parole that was the sentence handed the convicted mass shooter peyton gendron yesterday there is no place for your ignorant hateful, or your ignorant and evil ideologies and evil ideologies in a civilized society there can be no mercy for you no understanding no second chances. The damage you have caused is too great, and the people you have hurt are too valuable to this community. That was Judge Susan Egan, who gave Gendron 11 life sentences in the state case against Gendron. Now, loved ones of victims speaking in the courtroom where the convicted Peyton Gendron sat, giving victim impact statements. At one point, a man lunged toward Gendron and was restrained by court officers. We love our kids. We never go in no neighborhoods and take people out. Don't do it. Aaron Katursky was in the courtroom. The deputies inside restrained him. Court officers rushed Gendron out of the out of the courtroom. The judge left the bench and didn't return till order was restored. And even she said that she understood the emotion and the anger, though she said it could not happen again. Gendron offered an apology in the courtroom, reading from a statement in part, quote, looking back now, I can't believe I actually did it. I believed what I read online and acted out of hate. Buffalo Mayor Byron Brown was in the courtroom, had this to say on that statement. time to be remorseful was when the thought first came into his mind to kill innocent people. The time to be remorseful was when he drove uh, hundreds of miles 
uh, and over three hours to get to this community, that's when he should have felt remorse, stopped himself, and turned around and not done it. Family members who spoke out after the proceedings included Zanetta Everhart, the mother of Zaire Goodman, who talked about what she hopes is in Gendron's future. He should be scared. This is why I've said over and over again that I don't believe in the death penalty. Every day of the rest of his life, he should be scared. Mm -hmm. He should be fearful. He should not be able to sleep. He should, he should not have a waking moment where he does not think about what he did. Mm-hmm. Yes, somebody rushed him at him today in the courtroom, but that's the emotion that all of these families feel on the inside. I feel like that every single day. We all feel like that every single day. Mm-hmm. I was happy to see him scared today. He should be able to feel what those families felt that day when he pointed that gun in their faces. That is how he should feel all day, every day. There should never be a moment of his life where he's not feeling scared for his life. Still to come is the federal case and an uncertain fallout. Here's WBEN's Max Ferry. Addressing the bigger picture, federal charges, and giving evidence to the victims' families were all topics of discussion following the sentencing of the top's mass murderer who has received a sentence of life without parole for his racially motivated violent acts. Erie County District Attorney John Flynn mentions that justice has been served. Federal proceedings will only determine whether or not the shooter gets the death penalty. He is never getting out of jail. The federal prosecution is relevant, obviously, in, a, in terms of whether or not he is going to get the death penalty. But that's the only decision that really needs to be made in this entire process. The shooter's status conference will be at the Robert Jackson Courthouse today at 11 a.m. Mayor Byron Brown said there are many things that could be learned from these proceedings, like sensible gun reform and better social media monitoring. This cries out for reining in social media. The defense attorney said that this individual uh, was definitely impacted, radicalized by social media. We have to rein that in. We cannot allow hate speech to proliferate on social media. I'm Max Ferry, WBEN.com News. Some of the families speaking on that idea of reigning in social media. We'll hear from attorney John Elmore coming up in just about 10 minutes from now. Meanwhile, other news. Buffalo police say an arrest has been made in connection with the fatal shooting at Club Marcella. Police say a 16-year-old arrested faces weapons, possession, and assault charges. A 21-year-old was killed Sunday during an argument inside that club. Two others were injured. A woman in Norristown, Pennsylvania, has been charged with endangering the welfare of a child after her six-year-old son brought a handgun to school, according to the Montgomery County District Attorney's Office. 30-year-old Jasmine Devlin has also been charged with reckless endangerment after authorities say she failed to secure the gun in her home. Police saying several children got off a school bus February 9th and told the school secretary the boy had showed off a real gun and bullets on the ride. The school's principal called police. The detective with the Northtown Police Department, the police investigators, saying the boy found the gun in a bedroom dresser the night before. The DA's office reports that detectives found the gun was illegally purchased. We had a group of amazing young heroes on this school bus who immediately recognized that this was a weapon. 
They immediately recognized that no kid should have this weapon, and they immediately recognized that that thing should not come into the school. All right, so that mother's been charged, and that investigation continues. Well, it's not inflation, but a new proposed state law. It could have you paying more at the grocery store. Here's WBEN's Tom Puckett. A bill in the state Senate looks to double the deposit on bottles and cans to 10 cents. This bill would also add the deposit to other alcoholic beverages like wine and liquor as well as non-carbonated fruit juices. Assemblymember Angelo Morinello is opposed to that bill, saying it's another way for the state to swoop in and increase revenue and spending. If you raise the price and it's under the bottle bill, raise the deposit, there's going to be a back-end increase in cost of the product because there's a cost on the back-end. The state looks to do it because they scoop in a portion of the unredeems, and I, I want to believe, and I could be wrong, 80%. Ken Sopras of the New York Association of Convenience Stores says his stores don't have bottles collected for deposit in a timely manner, and that creates a potential health issue. We have our back rooms uh, filled with old bottles that are uh, dirty, and they attract uh, rodents and bugs, and, you know, uh, these days, convenience stores are more than just gas stations uh, or places to, to get a cup of coffee. You know, there's, there's food, uh, high-quality food that um, are my members sell. And so, you know, we're concerned about, you know, the health uh, risks associated with some having these bottles um, just left behind. Sopra says the expansion to liquor also has them looking for a carve-out in the bill to exempt convenience stores 4,000 square feet or less from being required to collect bottles for deposit. You can hear more from both online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. Tom, thank you. And we're asking about that on our Raylax Honda web poll this morning, WBEN.com. Do you think the bottle return rate in the state will increase if the deposit is increased from $0.05 to $0.10? Yes or no? It's 50-50 right now. You can check in with us on the right side of the page at WBEN.com. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Clouds and the increased rain showers arriving this afternoon with temperatures in the low to mid 40s. For tonight, that rain's going to mix with some sleet and freezing rain, especially Buffalo northward with overnight lows near 30. We hold near 30 on Friday with snow showers in the morning, becoming partly sunny in the afternoon. Saturday, partly sunny and windy with highs near 40. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Erie County District Attorney John Flynn is joining us this morning on WBEN. John, good morning. We appreciate the time. Yesterday, you said it was the end of the beginning and justice with a small J in reference to the sentencing of the top shooter. What did you mean by that? Well, Susan, we have a lot more to do here, obviously. We have uh, white supremacy and and hate crimes uh, that you know, are occurring all over the country uh, and in our community. Uh, you know, we, we saw during during COVID an increase in hate crimes against Asian Americans. Uh, you know, over the years, I've had, you know, I've prosecuted a number of African-American hate crime cases. I've prosecuted a anti-Semitic uh, a, a case uh, as well. Uh, and so, you know, we're, we're just seeing more and more hate crimes that are that are out there in our community. And so we have a lot more work to do. You know, we can, obviously a message was sent yesterday that this type of conduct is unacceptable and you will be removed from society and put behind bars for the rest of your life. But that, that accountability and that example that was set yesterday is, like I said, in my opinion, um, you know, just the beginning. There's really not a, a word for the emotion 
that was inside that courtroom yesterday when family members of the victims were able to speak directly to the shooter. You've spoken with these family members, worked with them extensively over many months now. What was that experience like? Was it difficult at all to get uh, family members to give these victim impact statements? Were they lining up to do so? Can, can you let us into that process a little bit? Sure. So we we obviously have been talking to the family since day one. And once the guilty plea happened a few months ago, uh, then we you know apprised them of the next steps, which would be uh, the sentencing. Now, again, Brian, they, everyone knew that the sentencing result yesterday was a foregone conclusion because, you know, under the state statute, uh, you know, any any guilty verdict or plea on that specific domestic terrorism charge is going to carry a life sentence without parole no matter what. All right. So the, the sentence was predetermined, you know, two months ago when, when he pled guilty. But it still gave the, the victims uh, the opportunity to let the court know and to let the defendant know what he had done to their lives. And, you know, this was really the first time that the majority of the defendant, uh, the majority of the victims were in the presence of the defendant. Now, yeah, a lot came to the guilty plea, but, um, you know, this was the first chance that they had certainly to speak to him. Uh, and, you know, that carried with it, as you said, Brian, a tremendous amount of emotion uh, and uh, just, you know, brought out all the all the pain and suffering that they've been living with for the past 10 months now. John, will the shooter go to a state or federal prison and when would that occur? So he's going to go to a federal prison um, not today. All right. Now, again, I say federal prison. It'll be basically a federal holding this uh, uh, detention center because he's in pretrial confinement now on the federal case so it's the same you know he's been in he's been in state pretrial confinement now for the past 10 months um you know the state charge is over now the federal charge uh you know needs to come to completion so he will now get transferred to uh, a federal facility to you know to be there pretrial for the federal offenses and then once the federal offenses are done then um, a, a decision will be made by all parties involved uh, as to where he goes. And again, Susan, that's assuming that he doesn't get the death penalty. Uh, if, if he gets the death penalty, then he will automatically go to a federal facility to go through that process. And, and again, the death penalty appeals process takes years and years and years. Um, but if he, if, if he doesn't get the death penalty, and again, he, he just goes to jail for the rest of his life, then you're going to have a state court that, that told him to go to jail for the rest of his life, a federal court told him to go to jail for the rest of his life, and then we'll just pick one that's the best facility for him. Do you have any insight, any indication as to whether or not federal authorities are going to pursue the death penalty? The last time we saw this case before a federal judge, uh, the judge was asking uh, you know, to kind of make that decision soon so they can you know kind of come to that closure that swift justice that you've talked so much about do you know what might happen i do not brian uh, i have not been privy to uh to any of their conversations at all we have we have not discussed that we have not discussed the prosecution of our cases we know we've been on two separate paths 
uh, all along here. Um, obviously, we joined together initially for the collection of the evidence and the investigation. But once once the investigation got completed and once all the evidence was collected, we then kind of went our own separate paths. And, you know, I agree with you uh, and I'm hopeful for a swiftness of this again you know i don't i don't want to weigh in really and step on their toes as to whether or not they should go to death penalty or not i'll I'll, you know i'll stay in my own lane there but as far as the swiftness aspect of this uh that is something that i'm concerned about because the next step for the families here is the civil suit um you know uh, you know i'm i'm i want to help these families out further um and you know so anything i can do to help them in their civil suit. Now, again, the, the, these families have great lawyers. They have some of the best lawyers in town, like, you know, John Froman and uh, Perry Connors and John Elmore. So they're, they're well represented. But again, you know, in order, to, in order to get them the evidence and the investigation materials that they need to go forward with their civil cases, the federal case has got to make a move here. Um, and again, I'm not trying to put pressure on them or anything, but I, I just want, you know, um, but, you know, I want that out there, quite frankly, that, you know, you know, the, 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 there's a next step for everything. Like I talked about, it, you know, uh, an end of the beginning, um, you know, the, the immediate beginning for the families going forward now is, you know, holding others accountable. Um, you know, no one else got held criminally accountable, but Peyton Jenrin. But, you know, there, there's perhaps other other entities that can be held accountable for this mass tragedy. John, as you put it, you like to stay in your lane. But I'm wondering about the Grieving Families Act that we heard a lot about yesterday. Both houses of the state legislature have passed it. Governor Hochul did not sign it. Do you support that? Yes, um, I do. Um, and I, and I, 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 I say that by, by, by taking off my DA hat and put it on my civil attorney hat that I had on, you know, you know, six years ago, you know, on the day before I took office on December 31st, 2016. And I will be going back to that civil hat, obviously, you know, in less than two years from now when I'm done, be, done being DA. So in less than two years from now, I'll be back in that world, okay? And um, I, I do believe that that act should pass, um, again, because this is going to help out families um, in, in, in situations just like this right here. We're speaking with the District Attorney John Flynn on WBEN Buffalo. John, as part of that proposed law, uh, it would include grief, you, you know, as a factor for compensating victims. I, I'm just curious, how has uh, other, how has this worked in other cases? How have other states gone about quantifying grief? It, it seems like a very hard thing to do. It is, but I mean, if you think about it, Brian, you know, it, it's a hard thing to do in you know, just your typical motor vehicle accident case, all right? You know, your typical motor vehicle accident case where someone, you know, hurts their back um, and has, you know, pain and suffering, you know, in their spinal cord. I mean, you know, the listeners out there who who have had that or or have had spinal cord injuries, you know, they know what the pain is, but you have to articulate that pain and suffering to a jury. Um, Again, you know, it's not 12 people in a criminal case. It's six people in a civil case. So, you know, six people in the jury box in a civil case um, you know, we as a society task them with putting a monetary value on whatever it is. Okay, and so you know, your 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 typical 
injury case, whether it's a, a shoulder or a back or a broken leg, whatever, you're still asking six laymen, um, six civilians in a jury box to, to put a number on that. So it's the same thing here. So I really don't see much difference. And, and, and you have, and, and again, you're going to have a judge overseeing it. So if it's a crazy verdict, all right, you can have the judge obviously set aside that verdict. Um, and then you have appellate courts as well who will review it, you know, uh, in addition. So you're going to have the safeguards in there in place that, you know, it's not going to be some kind of, you know, crazy McDonald's spill coffee on my leg and get $10 million. All right. You know, it, you know, there, there are safeguards in place for that. Um, but, you know, we should let, you know, uh, the jury decide that like, like we do everything else. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.